going on, guys? I'm here for episode four with my pastor, <laughs> Pastor Jeff Nance. This guy right here is an amazing uh, leader. God's definitely blessed him with uh, the spiritual discernment to be able to speak God's word mm. clearly and not beat around the bush. And that's one of the things I, I really love about Pastor Jeff is he's uh, he's going to speak to me biblically. Um, can you go ahead and tell everybody a little sure. bit about yourself? Um, Jeff Nance. I've been in full-time ministry forever, since 99. I'm also... <laughs> full-time uh, secular job too so I'm, I'm, I'm bivocational and it's really hard to be bivocational been uh, preaching since about 1992 93 in that area I think I preached my first sermon in October of 93 I believe is when I was and so um, just um, been pastoring Temple of Praise slash starting point uh, since 2011 uh, pastored in Ada, Tabernacle of the Congregation. Kind of get a shout out from those folks. Uh, <laughs> from 99 to 2002. So I've been doing this a long time. And uh, I don't know if you uh, just get old or you just get wise. I'm not sure. But yeah. I've been doing this a long time. So that's who I am. And uh, I'm the husband of one wife, uh, Naoma, and a dad of four, three girls, Abby, a Abby, Olivia, and Ava, and one son, Adam. And so very proud of them, love them, you know. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for the opportunity to speak today. Appreciate it. I'm. You have no idea how I'm excited <laughs> to have you on. Well, here. I haven't answered a question yet. <laughs> I know, but I'm just still, still excited, man. Like uh, God's literally laid it on my heart that man, you got to get your pastor on there because you know I talk to people about you all right. the time. Like, man, I you just got to come meet my pastor. Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. Right. And God's like, well, well get him on there. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I'll start you out with first question. Okay. Um, people have asked, how can I get others involved in leadership and have the leadership mindset? How do you get other people involved in leadership is that they have to have that ability to lead. And you can teach it truly, but um, you have to show leadership to have people be involved in leadership. What I mean by that is people have to want to see, they see you and they, if they want to follow, they want to emulate what you do. Hmm. Um, so to get people to lead, you have to lead them. Yeah. And um, so to lead people, it's simply just treating people like people and yeah. just loving people and taking care of people and letting people know that you care about them and not just, hey, I need somebody to follow me. No, I need, I care about you and this is where we're going. This is where I feel like God is having it. And the second part is uh, have the, the leadership mindset is teach people to love people. And mm -hmm. if you can teach people to love people and, and take care of people and people, listen, we're about, we're in the people business. And we're, we're not, True. it's not about us. It's about the next generation. It's about the next people that are coming behind us. You know, we got this big, huge building behind us over here that it's not for me. I mean, it's for your kids. Yeah. And so that's that's where we're headed. And so to be a leader and to, to get people to, to be in leadership, you have to find people that love people. Mm -hmm. If you want somebody just to be the boss, I, they're a boss. They're not a leader. Yeah. Uh, they're just somebody that just, uh, you tell them what to do and they tell somebody else what to do. No. Uh, to be a leader, you have to love people and you have to care for people and you have to try to take them from where they're at to another place, another level. Yeah. And uh, the mindset has to be love, love for people. That's that's what it I is. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's And it's funny because uh, even in the military, that's one of the things about being a, a, an effective leader. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to show you how to lead to expect you to be able to lead. Exactly. And if you can't follow, you can't lead. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you can't, 
uh, have a leader and follow that person and follow their vision and fulfill that vision that, that God's placed in them, you can't lead because it's all about you and it's yeah. not about you. And what is it they always say? Uh, people, um, what was, what's the saying? People don't care what you have to say until they care, they know that you care about them. And, yeah. um, and so that's the truth. If you don't love people, if you're in it for the crowd, yeah, you can get a crowd together. Getting the crowd together is not hard. Yeah. But if you want to lead somebody into the next generation of their life, it's uh, it's about loving people, taking yeah, care of people. That's crazy that you said that because I was literally reading Radical today. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things he was talking about. He said uh, Jesus was literally preaching to everybody straight. Like, yeah. I'm going to give you the straight words. And then yeah. some everybody was like, oh, wow, that's what it means to be a <laughs> disciple? Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. Disciple, discipline. Yeah. Discipline. And I think it, the saying is nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. That's, yeah. the, that's the saying. And so <laughs> That's good. I like that. So. All right. We'll go to question number two. How do you know when you're going over someone's head or stepping on their toes? Like, how do I know if going over if like i'm coming to you mm -hmm. instead of going to a leader of a, a certain group mm -hmm. is going over their head i think innately you know that i mean i think you know when you've overstepped um you know inside of you uh, that i shouldn't do this because they are my they are they're in charge yeah and if i go anyway anything i do to subvert that go above their head go around them talk about something you know uh, if i say something like well you know what i would do and uh, mm -hmm. anything that you do that, I think, I mean, innately, you know that in your spirit that I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. And yeah. uh, I think God gives you that check. I think the Holy Ghost will give you that check. You're like, eh, you need to not talk to, about that. You need to, you need to make sure that the person that is in leadership knows what you're doing. Uh, because and now you can disagree with leadership. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with leadership and say, listen, I'm going to get another opinion. I'm going to go to the pastor because yeah. I don't, I don't like what we're doing here. And especially if it's something that's immoral, illegal, uh, sinful, anything like that, yeah, you, you have, you've got to go and, and say, listen, well, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But uh, I think sometimes that people get involved in um, playing the power struggle game thing mm -hmm. to where, well, I know you're the leader, but I'm better at it. And, well, okay, that's great. You may be better at it, but you are not the leader. And so it's easy to – get frustrated um and listen i haven't always been the leader of our church and i got frustrated a lot of times uh yeah. just uh for what i thought was lack of vision and then uh, what i would do is i would just i would just do my deal and i would stay in, stay in my lane george w bush used to tell his people this all the time he said listen stay in your lane and if you're going to change lanes be sure to use your turn signal because we need to know <laughs> that you're getting out yeah. of your lane and so what happens is that so many people that are under leadership, they get so frustrated that they just they said, "This we got to do something better." Do something. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you got to listen. I, I hope whoever takes over after I do, man, they take this thing worldwide. I hope it goes worldwide. Uh, but for us, I think personally, you know that I shouldn't do this. Yeah. And 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 how do you know? Like you're overstepping. Is if you're uh, exhorting authority that you don't have. You're overstepping. Yeah. If you are undermining the person that is in charge, you're overstepping. If you are, uh, if it's more about you uh, and what you think and what they've asked you to do, then you're overstepping. Mm -hmm. uh, always be vocal. Always be um, honest with your leadership and say, "Listen, 
hey, can I talk to you for a minute? I really don't like doing this. Can we do that, something differently? And if they say you know, then you have to make a decision. Can I be under their leadership or not? Yeah. And so that's that's where we're at. So I think I think we all know inside of us whether we're overstepping or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that, that I loved. And even you and, you and Billy have both hit on it, that mm-hmm. why me, Michaela, Logan, and Ricky work so well together mm-hmm. is because it's not a power struggle. Not a perfect. That's good. It's like, hey, hey. Y'all are my youth pastors. I'm right. going to bring it to you. You take it right. and run with it as far as you want. Right. But that's not my place, right? right. To to take it to the next level. Right. So. And it's not forever. And listen, I haven't. I would uh, learn how to be a leader. And then yeah. I mean, it's not forever. You're not going to always be under somebody forever. Yeah. You are going to move up, and that's just how it works. Yeah. So just take it. Make notes. I took lots of notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, things I wouldn't do and things I shouldn't do, and I took notes of things I should do. Yeah. and how to take care of people. And uh, so I took a bunch of notes when I was under my pastor yeah. of things. And, and I always look back at that and go, ah, see, I learned. And, yeah. uh, and there's things that he did that I would never do. And there's things that I do he would never do. And, yeah. but, but there's things that I learned from him that uh, caused me to go, okay, I can, uh, if this is a situation, because I wasn't, I wasn't the guy taking the shots because I yeah. wasn't the guy calling the shots. So I could look at it objectively and go, okay, what would I do here? Yeah. And then, uh, and he, he would do something. I said, eh, I don't know if I agree with that or not, but he did it. He's the one, he's yeah. the guy taking the shots, not me. So, I mean, just take notes, uh, be, be, uh, perceptive about what's going on. Yeah. Don't be nosy, but just be perceptive what's going on and how, how you would handle things differently and, and, and learn from the people because, um, if you're going to call the shots, you're going to take the shots. Oh, yeah. And while you're not taking the shots, it's a good time to sit back and learn and go, okay, they're getting hit. Why, what happened? You know? Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing for that. And I like how you and, uh, you and Logan and Ricky work together. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys seem to do a great job. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, I'm not, I'll, I'll be straightforward. It wasn't like that at the beginning sometimes because we'd both have you know, own ideas. different ideas. Yeah. But it, it's uh, coming to a humbling, humbling thing. Like I told you before we yeah. even started, like, man, God's just been, working on me to be humble and it's not about me yeah, it's, it, not about and you. it's it's about getting god's word out in mm-hmm. his ministry his kingdom it's about the next person first. it's about the next group it's about Absolutely. the next people it's not about it's not always about me yeah so anyway go ahead, sorry <laughs> we'll go to number three how do you love unconditionally like jesus i just want to make a point real quick <laughs> before you start going Ooh. uh the reason why i put this in there man is because uh I idolize the way you love people. Oh, I love and uh, dude, I know you say that, but uh, dude, sometimes, um, and I know you just know like I do. It's it's hard, dude. You don't know. I'll tell you this. Uh, I got this week was really rough. Somebody I really care about uh, found out. It's really it was upset with me, and and I hadn't. I have you know. I have no idea how to fix it um, other than call them and, and check. But uh, you know. Uh, some people, it does, sometimes it just rolls off your back. I don't care, you know, whatever. You know, you're you, you're not you're mad at me. You're mad at everybody else. So what difference does it make? Yeah. You know? But some people it really hurts because you know you love them and you think you guys have a good relationship, and and then you find out through the grapevine that evidently you didn't. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, and so it's hard. Um, but you still have to love them, man. I mean, it's just like um, 
I tell people all the time, it's, it's not easy to come to our church. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not because I expect things from people. Yeah. I expect you to live right. I expect you to, I expect you to live holy. I expect you to live the right things. And I don't mean I expect you to cut your hair and all that stuff, but I expect <laughs> you to live right, you know? Yeah. I expect you to live something that you say you have. And so and I know it's not easy to come to our church. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not seeker friendly. We're not easy go. I mean, you know, live like hell, go to heaven, and we're not that people. And, yeah. uh, and, and so it's hard. I tell people this all the time. Listen, um, you can go to church with us if you want to, and I'll love you. I, and I, but if you don't want to, I'm still going to love you. I, yeah. I don't get mad at you because you leave. Yeah. Uh, I want you to be happy. I want you to, I want you to be in a place you can be. And, and you say, how do you love like Jesus unconditionally? Well, I don't know if I love unconditionally like Jesus. I, I try to. Um, I do love people mm-hmm. and, and, and people, um, you have to let it go. Yeah. I mean, you can't hang on to, you can't hang on to hurt. Uh, it, you know, I, I struggled for about two or three days this week and, uh, just, you know, had some people just hurt me. And, uh, so I just, uh, I try, I really struggled for a couple of days and then, um, I'll give it a little bit of time and I'll make a phone call, you know, yeah. and see if I can straighten stuff out. But I'm not in the spot right now. I can make that phone call. But, uh, but Israel, what happens is, I mean, you figure this out, that people are going to hurt you, man. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be in leadership, you're going to get hurt. And that's just how it is because you, you put your life into people and <laughs> they just walk away. I mean, yeah. the same thing as Jesus. I mean, he put his life into people and they walked away and they left him. And uh, I'm not saying I'm anywhere near Jesus' stature, but I'm just saying that um, if you can let it go and um, you love people no matter what and uh, – I just say be walked on, but you know, but but love people yeah. and care about them, uh, and truly care about them. Not just don't love the crowd and hate the people. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is a lot of preachers, a lot of people, they want a big crowd at church, but they don't want to deal with the people. We're yeah. shepherds, and we're shepherds at heart, and we should smell like sheep. And mm-hmm. so we should have to, we have to deal with the she- the, she- the sheep because a, a shepherd has to deal with the sheep, and it's hard. Um, it's hard to not take it personal. Mm-hmm. I'll take it personal for a couple of days and then I'll just figure out, you know, it's okay. You know, it's going to be all right. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it takes the wind out of your sails yeah. uh, when people do things. And, and there's so many more people that do care than they don't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we always seem to, we always seem to focus on the people who don't yeah. because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. Yeah. And so we try to, uh, uh, my wife and I try to very much just love everybody as much as we can care about them, um, hug them up, you know, tell them how awesome we think they are. Because we do. We don't. We, that's not just. That's just not uh, loviating. We really, we really do care about them, and uh, we do think they're the best, and we love them. Yeah. I think the people who go to our church are the best people in the world, and they may not, they may hate me. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, I think they're I think they're awesome. I think they have talent, they have abilities, and God's called them yeah. to do great, mighty things. And so that's how I think to answer your question. I don't know if any human can can love unconditionally. Uh, totally, but if it all, it all comes back to Israel to loving people. Mm-hmm. If you love people, you can lead people. If you love people, you can care about people. Then what happens is, when even when they do dumb stuff, you just kind of just you take a second. I'll just this is mine. You take a second. You uh, take a breath. You pray mm-hmm. and say, God, give me the wisdom to say some what I need to say, and don't and please let me have any bitterness because bitterness will destroy you the root of bitterness will come into your life and it'll destroy you and what happens to so many preachers is they get so bitter 
so and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm jaded. I mean, I, from when I first started. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know, people come tell you stuff, you don't believe them. You know what? It's like whatever, man. You know, I'll I'll, to, I'll, I'll trust but verify. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. For uh, sure. you, just, you just don't believe everything that everybody says anymore. But uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to just love people unconditionally because uh, people are people, man. Yeah. And pe- I don't care who they are. I, and I don't care if they go to church. I don't care if they don't go to church. People are people. They're shady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how you do it, man. You just you let it go and. Uh, Go on to the next one. I mean, yeah. love, love, love who you got, and go on to the next one. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's all you gotta do. That, that's and some, you know, I, I fully agree with you. That sometimes it's hard, man. Because sometimes getting to the point where you can let go of that hurt. Yeah, it's hard, man. Man, that's that's it's hard. hard place you just can't take it personally. Yeah, can't take it personally because listen, God loves me whether they do or not, and yeah. it's gonna be okay. I didn't do anything with malice. I didn't do anything on purpose. I didn't do anything purposely to hurt anybody ever. Yeah. And so, uh, if they feel that way, then they can just feel that way, you know. And I, I love them anyway. It's gonna be all right. I agree. It's gonna be all right. I like that. That was good. Yeah. All right. So, question number four: How do you learn to minister and not just throw scriptures at somebody? Um, practice. Because mm-hmm. um, man, starting off, your mother-in-law can tell you this. Starting off in '99. Uh, at the Tabernacle of the Congregation in Ada, Oklahoma, man, I was terrible. I was a terrible preacher. I mean, I just, I, you know, it was just terrible. I didn't want to, you know, we thought we were smarter than everybody, and we were just gonna, you know, we we're gonna win the world and out of Ada, Oklahoma, and um, didn't really minister as much as just preached, you know. And uh, you know, you can't you can't build a ministry off just preaching. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, you can be the best preacher in the world, Israel, and and have a terrible church mm-hmm. because it takes um, being able to be a take the, just take the word minister. You are ministering to people. You are helping people. You are guiding people. You are loving people. You are caring for people. You're not just simply preacher. Yeah. You know, uh, you're not just a preacher. I mean, preaching is easy for me. Um, it's the easiest thing I get to do is preach. Uh, that's my comfort zone. Is the the pulpit is my comfort zone. Um, but ministering, uh, that's what I had. To, I've really had to learn how to minister and be good, good at ministering. I don't know if I'm good at it yet. I'm working on it, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be good. Um, because it's easy to, and anybody, anybody with a gift of gab can preach a sermon. Yeah. I mean, if you can put sentences together and I, you know, I can preach you three points in a poem right now about this table. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I mean, that's not a big deal, yeah. you know, but the hard part is to learn how to, yeah, you do need to be a preacher and you need to preach the gospel. You need to preach the word. You need to preach it. But, but why are you doing it? Why are you preaching? The, why, what is the, what's the end game of preaching? The end game of preaching is to help administer to people to help them live a life that's pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. It's not so you can perform and yeah. get paid. That's not what ministering is. Yeah. But so many preachers want to perform and get paid because if they can perform well, the crowd keeps coming. And so what happens is is you get caught up in the game of of um, of playing the role of preacher instead of being the minister of the house. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's again where you come into leadership, where you get people to come come on board with you to help you because you have a bunch of people to take care of. You can't do it by yourself, and you can't. You just can't. You have to take care of everybody, 
And then, you, you know, you can't be the husband, you can't be the dad, you can't be the worker, you can't be the caregiver of your mom, you can't do uh, take care of 170 people at church. You can't do all that stuff by yourself just by performing on Sunday morning so you get paid. Yeah. You have to, you have to um, learn how to preach and preach the word, man. I think you ought to bring it. If you're going to preach, don't him haw around about it. Preach. Yeah. There'll be some six-foot icicle up there talking about something nobody cares about. <laughs> okay? I yeah. think you ought to bring it. But yeah. if you don't, that's great. But that's not that's not the end game. The end game is is Israel and Michaela and her and their boys. Are they getting better because of what we're doing in the church? Yeah. Is their is their life getting better? Is their spiritual walk getting better? Are they getting closer to the Lord? If not, then we fail as ministers. Yeah, so that's that's man. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's it's funny because I think that. Uh, <clears throat> When I read this question, I knew you'd have a great answer. Mm -hmm. And for me, I even tell Ricky, I, dude, if you want me to preach, that's awesome. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. Let me check with God to see if he has yeah. a word for me, because if he right. doesn't, I'm not going to go up. Right. You know, anybody could say something, but you need something to say. Yeah. And so uh, I'm trying to say again, if you have the gift of gab, you can talk about anything. Yeah. But I want to have something to say. Yeah. I don't want to just say something. Yeah, so, so. All right. Number five. This is going to be a, be a good one. Okay. <laughs> How does a church stay relevant without compromising? Woo. Um, the church stays relevant by being consistent. Um, we're not, I, I said this earlier, we are not seeker friendly. I mean, we are just not, we're not. Um, what I mean by that is I don't, I don't want sin for, sinners not to come. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to say you can live like hell and go to heaven. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that you can re recite a rehearsed mantra mm -hmm. that somebody gave you on a card and say, okay, everything's good now. I'm yeah. not that guy. And so I think if you, if you have to be consistent, to be relevant, you've got to be consistent because people know what to expect from you. You can't be wishy-washy and all over the place all the time. Yeah. This this you know this week we're talking about grace. Well, this week we're talking about judgment. Well, this week we're talking about the law. Well, this week we're talking about this. Well, what do, what do you believe in? Yeah. And so I think that you to be relevant, you simply have to be consistent over a period of time. We have been consistent. I'm consistent. I your mother-in-law can tell you, I preached now what I preached 1999. Mm -hmm. I preached redemption. I, I preached repentance. I, I preached following after God. Chasing after God with all your heart. I, I preach, uh, live a life that's worth living. Uh, don't tell me you're saved and live like hell. Uh, don't, I, don't, I don't go there. Yeah. And so I think to be relevant, you've got to be consistent. You have to be consistent with the, the Bible, the Word of God. I think you have to, yes, I think we've changed in some areas. And, and what I mean by not compromising, but we've yeah. changed. What is that? How to minister to people. People are different than they were in 1999. Yeah. People are different yeah. than they were in 2020. Uh, people are different, and so you have to find ways to make get the message out. Yeah. Um, whether that be podcast, mm -hmm. whether that be live streaming, we didn't live stream until 2020. We'd never, no one had a camera in our church until you know, until 2020. And then uh, we uh, we find ways to modernize the gospel. Mm -hmm. we, let me clarify that, so if yeah. somebody doesn't take this and say Jeff changed the gospel. No, no. <laughs> what I mean is. Ways to get it to people, um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, X, whatever we have to use, we use that. And it makes us relevant in the fact that our message is still relevant today because it is still about changing your life, changing your life in, 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 the, in the matter of Jesus coming into your life and, and with repentance. He redeems you. He bought, he bought you with a price. You are redeemed. Changing your life in the way that you live your life, changing your life in the way that you see God, changing your life in all these situations, your finances, your um, physical health, your mental health, that we are, that he is still the, he's still the changer. He is still the changer. He's always going to be relevant. I know it's over 2,000 years ago since he was crucified and resurrected. I get that. But he's still relevant because we still continue to preach the truth. Mm-hmm. And we don't compromise the truth. I will never compromise the truth. I will not. Yeah. Uh, I'll quit preaching before I, I mean, I, I will never uh, tell you that it's okay to live in sin uh, with your girlfriend and say you're going to heaven. That's just a flat out lie. Yeah. That goes contrary to the word of God. Anything that goes contrary to the word of God, I will not preach. And I will not teach Amen. it. I will not. Uh, I'm absolutely hard no. Will yeah. not. I don't care if everybody quits coming and I have to go work at Walmart. Whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I refuse to compromise on what God has given me to preach. I refuse to compromise on His Word. I continue to learn about His Word, continue to learn how to live in His kingdom, continue to learn what it means to be a, a kingdom person. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to compromise His Word and cheapen what Jesus did yeah. by saying, Oh, everybody goes to heaven. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Uh, those who repent of their sin and live a, a life worth living, a life worth Christ, they are absolutely on their way to heaven. Someone who says, I got saved, but they, you can, there's no difference or no change, I have issues with that. Yeah. Uh, how do you get hit by a Mack truck and not change? Um, how do you, how do you <laughs> yeah. get hit by the God who created all his universe and not change? Um, absolutely. I have a hard time with that. But how do we stay relevant? We stay relevant by being consistent. Hmm. How do we? How would you? How do you stay consistent? You don't compromise what the word of God says. Yeah. You do what God says. Do. Yeah, and that's like one of the things that I, I love about our our ministry as a church mm-hmm. is, uh, and I put this in my notes uh, last this last week, and I didn't know where God was going to add it into, and it literally goes exactly with what you're saying. Yeah, is that we bring our faith into reality, right? Yeah. It's not. Not very, that's very that good. We, I like that. We hope yeah. to find. Right. No, it's here. This is my faith. This is what I believe. Right. This is what God's done for me. Right. And He can do the same thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Live it out loud, man. Yeah. Don't uh, don't hide it. This is what God. This is where God changed me. This, listen, the Jeff Nance of right now is so much different than the Jeff Nance of the '80s and '90s. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Because God, even 90, 92, 93, when I got back into church, I'm so different. Yeah. Um, God is. And it's taken 30 years, but God has just absolutely changed everything in my life. 30 years goes by quick, buddy. I know you're <laughs> young right now, but 30 years go by quick. And yeah. you'll be like, holy cow, I'm 55 years old. Hmm, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go for it. All right. This is the last one. This is a, a very big question to me because uh, this is not the last one. This is the second to last okay. one. Okay. How do you keep uh, momentum up in your ministry for your congregation? Keep vision in front of them. Mm-hmm. Always vision. Right. Uh, vision all the time. Don't ever get settled. Don't ever compromise. Don't ever get complacent. Um, there's always something greater to go for. Yeah. There's always some, there's God, listen, I've never met anybody who fulfilled everything that God had for them to do before they left this earth. Never. I've met a lot of people that have done a lot of great things. I've met a lot of great pastors that have been in, services with a lot of great men of God and women of God. I've never once found anybody say, okay, 
I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Yeah. I, I did what Jesus, uh, God told me. No, none of them. Yeah. Uh, there's always vision. There's all, push it. Vision, 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 vision. Mm -hmm. If you'll put vision, momentum always goes because people are always reaching and stretching to go for something different. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit there in a, in a church and just be a corpse yeah. in, a, in a pew. What fun is that? That's not fun. <laughs> Your ministry is supposed to be, you know, it's hard, but it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be, I'm working for the Lord, man. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I mean, he's my boss. <laughs> I, I get I get to work for God. Are you kidding me? I'm working in the kingdom of God for the king. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that's amazing. And it's, it's supposed to be fun. And so... Uh, if you keep vision in front of in front of people, and you and uh, personally and as corporate, keep your vision that the God has given you. Keep the vision that God gave you. Keep it in front of you all the time. Mm -hmm. Rehearse it in your mind all the time. It drives you. Yeah. And uh, ministry is not for lazy people. Yeah. Uh, you, if you can, if you're not a self motivator, you can't do ministry. Yeah. Because you got to get up when yeah. people hurt you. You got to get up. The same people that hurt you, you got to minister to. <laughs> and so I mean, you know, you, get, yeah. you can't be lazy and. Uh, and be a minister. There's a lot of them that try, you know, yeah. that they get 40, 50 people together and get enough money that they can make a living off of and they're satisfied. I'm not that cat, you know, I just, yeah. I mean, I won't be satisfied till there's, you know, the, the, the church is full and there's people lined up down the park, down the, down the driveway trying to get into the church. I'm not, still won't be satisfied. Yeah. And so uh, we have vision. And uh, what's our vision? Our vision is to see this, this city changed by the power of God. Our vision is to help people get a brand new life. Our vision is to continue to move and continue to move forward and, and get God's grace and God's mercy and God's into people's hearts and their lives so they know what God can do for them and who God is and not just some relic out of a Bible, but he's amazing and he's, he can do all these things for your life if you'll just simply let him do it. And just get out of the way and let God do some things. And you have to keep vision in front of people. Yeah. Uh, our, our building, keep that vision in front. It's been a long process. <laughs> Holy cow. I was uh, talking to somebody about it yesterday. It's like, oh, my goodness. It does drive me insane. But we're, but God's moving that. And keep that vision. Keep the vision of what God's placed in your heart. What is the ministry you want to do? Whatever this ministry is that, you, that God's laid on your heart, keep that in front of people. If you keep that in front of people, people would like to be part of something that's going somewhere. They don't want to be part of something that's sitting idle doing nothing. Yeah. Why, why would I ever want to be part of that? Yeah. When I have this this young guy that has this podcast that's trying to do this and I it would do that, I'd like to be part of that, you know, yeah. and have a vision. Why this old this old dude that wants to change Seminole and he's in, you know he's in this dump of a building right now and he wants to try to do something great, you know, and why can't I get behind that? Well, get behind it. Let's go. Let's yeah. get let's get some stuff done. So that's how you that's how you keep momentum going. Vision, vision mm -hmm. that keeps momentum running. I like that. That's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Now I'll ask you the last okay. question. Okay. This is a this is fun. Whatever. And this question to me is, is one of the probably most impactful questions. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love ever all yeah. your answers that you gave, but this yeah. this to me is because it's the same for same question I ask every leader, but and no one's gonna have the same answer. Right. So, for you, what is something that you could impress on somebody who is either thinking about getting into ministry mm -hmm. or or is starting to get into ministry? Toughen up. Um, you have to toughen up. You have to have a thick skin. Mm. Um, ministry is not for the weak. It's not for a sissy. Yeah. You have to toughen up. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, you take some shots. If you're going to call the shots, you're going to take the shots. Mm. And you're going to get hit. And, uh, and you have to be man enough or woman enough to take it. Yeah. And not get bitter and not get mad. Uh, ministry is not for um, not for those that are just so sensitive 
that they're going to quit. Yeah. Because you'll want to quit. Mm. Um, I'll tell you, you know, you asked me one time what five things I wish I'd known about ministry before I got into it, and I never did answer you. Not that I didn't have an answer. I just not know how to answer it. And so I'll give you, I'll give you the five things. Uh, number one, I wish I had someone told me about the loneliness. Um, it's lonely. Um, you have friends to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a few that are really good. Um, Billy Hawk and I are terrific friends, but you know, I've got a picture of him and I in 1982 uh, at youth camp. You know, so together, and he's praising the Lord, and I'm singing and clapping, and I, that, 1982. So that's a that's a day or two. And that's yeah. 40 years. So we got a 40-year track record. I have a good friend in Jerry Kuhn at Home Church in, in Tecumseh. A long track record. I, I was his um, sectional youth leader when he was a teenager. I knew him before he got married. I mean, we had a long track, long history. Um, just people like that um, yeah. are just um, friends. Lost a really good friend a couple of years ago, Gary Jones, uh, to COVID, and he was pastor to Clinton, and that one still hurts me. Um, but... Um, the loneliness of, of, uh, of ministry. Um, I have a great wife. If it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be doing this. I, my mm-hmm. wife is, is a rock, man. And, uh, I just, I, she's fantastic. Um, number two is probably the, 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 um, the, um, not just, not the, the loneliness, but also just the hurt of ministry. Uh, you have to walk through some hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to walk through it and not get bitter. I don't want you to think this is all negative because I got yeah. two, I got a couple of positive ones. But you get hurt and you have to walk through it. That's what I mean by toughen up. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna, you know, suck it up, Buttercup, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because uh, if you're gonna be a minister, um, the devil's gonna throw everything at you he can to hurt you and stop you. You have to have a good spouse. Yeah. I mean, not one that's wishy-washy, not one that loves you because the money is there, not one that loves you because the finances are right, not one that loves you because. She has the right house, the right car, the right this. The kids are always acting right. I mean, all that stuff. You can't have that. Yeah. Uh, because um, my spouse is absolutely a rock, man. And she, uh, I'm not saying she didn't get frustrated at me and didn't get frustrated at ministry and get frustrated with everything. I'm not saying that. But she absolutely is a rock, man. She, I depend on her. Mm. And uh, she, she can pull me up when I don't want to get up, you know. Yeah. And so... Uh, she's amazing. So the hurt of ministry, the loneliness of ministry, but the good things about ministry are, are these, the absolute joy of seeing somebody's life change. Mm. I'm old enough now to watch people yeah. um, go from kids to adults and watch how God's uh, changed their life from how they grew up. When I used to pick them up on a church van to now where they're at as an adult. And, um, uh, and that's absolutely joyous to me mm-hmm. to watch to watch that to see the life changing events that happens in their life and they no longer are just this dumb kid you know that's trying to date some girl you know <laughs> and but now they're married they have kids they are living for God they are uh, absolutely uh, just doing the best they know how to do for the Lord that's the absolute joy of ministry okay uh, the third thing the fourth thing would be the um, the pleasure. Um, the honor, I should say, honor, the honor that God would choose you yeah. uh, to to preach His word, to be a, a worker for Him, an ambassador. The, the actually, the New Testament calls us ambassadors uh, of Christ, and uh, an ambassador of Christ is a higher um, higher calling than just being a, a follower. Yeah. It's an, we're an ambassador. We speak for Him, mm-hmm. 
And that's amazing. And uh, just the absolute uh, honor that God would choose me. And I know me. And he would choose <laughs> me to, to speak for him is absolutely incredible, Israel. Um, yeah. That keeps me humble. Uh, it keeps me to the point that I would say, God, I'm sorry, uh, that God, uh, God, I don't know uh, what you're thinking, but man, uh, I'll do it. And yeah. so that, that's the honor. And I'd say the last thing is just the um, the presence of God in your life to just, you know, you're doing what God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know why, you know why you're put on this planet yeah. and you're not hoping, you know, you know. You know why God called you. You know why you were born. You know why you're here. You know why. I, then you can look back. When you're as old as I am, you can look back and see all the hurt and all the stuff that you went through and go, oh, I see God had a plan. Yeah, the whole time. The whole plan. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't see it when I didn't see it when she left, but I see it now. Yeah. You know, I didn't see it when uh, they, they hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. but I see it now because now I can minister out of, out of uh, compassion and not out of just straight up just hatefulness yeah i can minister out of oh i've been there yeah i know what it's like i got it i got it oh i know when they lied on you uh you know i know how that feels i know when they when they treated you like trash i know how that feels i I know when you felt like no one cared about oh i know how that feels and so uh you can you can minister out of compassion and uh so i don't know if i answered your question or not but um but you you can To minister is such a joy, and it's such an honor, and that God would allow you to speak for Him. I mean, just think about that for a second. The God who created all the universe, the God who did, he created everything. We read it today in Colossians. Yeah. Everything that was ever made, Jesus made. Everything. Principality, everything. Everything, everything on the earth was created through Him. And then that guy would say, hey, and by the way, I need you to speak for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Okay. okay dude, whatever. You know, I'll do my best. I'll give it a shot. You know, and so I mean, it's amazing that he would do that. So it's just ministry is a privilege and an honor. Mm. It should never be your job. That if it's your great. job, get out. Yeah. It's not your job. It's your calling. Mm-hmm. You know, so many pe- so many pastors and preachers, they forget it was their calling, and it becomes their job, and they get bitter. Yeah. And they don't like people they don't like what they do that's why so many pastors quit and uh, and you should quit if you if, if it comes to your job and not your calling you need to quit yeah because you're not going to minister out of love you're not going to minister out of understanding you're going to minister out of well i guess i'll go to the hospital it's my job yeah you know it's not your job it's that's, your calling that's crazy because it's I was, I was talking to one of the guys at church about that today actually i said man i, I one of the things that that was real big for me starting out all this stuff stuff was I was, I was just praying God man God I don't want I don't want nothing out yeah. of this I just want to be able to be do right. what you need Dude, what you call me to do like I I don't I don't expect anything yeah. other than what you desire exactly God it's it's this is what I was born to do yeah. this is why I was born in 1969 just to do this yeah and so I mean I love it I mean uh, I absolutely love the ministry. And even when I'm old and I don't pastor anymore, I'm going to be part of ministry. I'll yeah. be driving church fans and opening doors. I don't care whatever it is. Yeah. I'll, I'll do something. And uh, I'll, do, I'll be part of ministry the rest of my life because that's, I'll help some young guy that doesn't know what he's doing. You yeah. know, and it's like, <laughs> boy, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I'll be doing, I'll just help, just 
not boss them around, but just be there to help, be there yeah. to support them, be there to help them. And uh, hopefully mm -hmm. it's here and somebody takes this and take it to another level. Yeah. And, uh, that's my prayer. Yeah, that's my prayer. Don't plan on leaving Seminole until I'm <laughs> out of the grave or raptured out. So, yeah. That's right. Well, I really do appreciate you. Oh, man, I loved it, man. It's fun. I uh, love you, man. I appreciate you. I just want to say this. It's our starting point merch. You can go down to our descriptions and find the link on there. And come and support a starting point, man. Uh, we're not asking you. You don't have to, but... If you want to, it's always there. I mean, God, God's blessed us with this amazing pastor and his vision for uh, bringing our city into the next level. And, and I, I definitely want to be a part of it. And I know too. all of our leaders that we have right now is everybody's on fire. Oh, we're yeah. ready, ready to go. We're ready to yeah. light this candle. And uh, one of the things that y'all guys can do watching is y'all can go in here and uh, support Starting Point yeah. by checking out our merch store. Yeah. Stay on the merch store or come by in person. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. We'll let you shop. Yeah. Well, thank you. Come back next week for episode five. I right, love you guys. Thanks.